Details matter. When you bake, if you leave out an ingredient in the recipe, chances are it won't turn out very well. If you're going somewhere and accidentally miss an essential turn, you might not make it to your destination, at least not on time. When you're trying to put something together, if you don't pay attention to the instructions, it may not work out so well. Details matter. In recent months, George Barna's Cultural Research Center has released its American Worldview Inventory 2022. The totality of this staggering research, along with last year's research, shows that the details of faith and Christian belief in our culture are becoming so shaken up and watered down that really it's becoming more and more irrelevant to the next generation. Thing is, details are important in life and they are most important when it comes to the gospel. Understanding what the gospel message actually is matters to our faith, our foundation for life, and our eternal future. Hi, my name is Tasha Williams. I must admit, by nature, I'm a very detailed person, and sometimes I drive my husband crazy with all the details that I pay attention to. However, we are in full agreement about the great primary importance of the details surrounding Easter. This month, Family Disciple Me is focusing on the question, why is Easter so important? Of course this is a meaningful holiday. I'm sure that you love having this holiday with family and with friends. It's such an amazing time of celebration in our culture. But why does Easter matter so much? In this three-part series that answers the question, why is Easter so important? We're looking at 1 Corinthians 15 verses one through eight, in which the Apostle Paul wrote the Corinthian church a letter about the basic, most important details about our faith in Jesus. In the first conversation we posted in this series, which you can find the link for that in the show notes, we looked at verses one and two, where Paul reminded the Corinthians of the gospel to keep standing on it, to keep holding fast to it. When I leaned into conversation about this topic with those entrusted to me recently, it took them a few minutes to engage the topic. But when they finally did, their thoughts and their answers were just stunning to me. In response to Paul's words in verse 2, quote, hold fast to the word I preached to you unless you believed in vain, end quote. My kids highlighted that if you don't hold on to the gospel, then it becomes worthless for you. Not that it is worthless, but that it is worthless for your life. That may be what is happening in our culture, and that is what George Barna's Cultural Research Center is showing the proof of. But I don't want that to happen in my life, and I don't want that to happen in the lives of those God has entrusted to me. I'm sure you feel the same if you're listening to this podcast. So now in this second conversation, we move on to the details of the gospel. Paul wrote these words to preface what he's about to say about the details. He wrote, I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. In other words, he was saying, what somebody taught me about the gospel is so important that I want to make sure you know it too. 
This, my friends, is the heart of discipleship. This is our job, our God-given responsibility, our calling as parents and as Christ followers. I will say, having conversations about spiritual things is not always easy or comfortable, at least not at my house. There may be awkward silences, weird questions to which we don't have immediate answers or any answers. There may be difficult discussions or long pauses. My family has experienced all of these, and sometimes I find it challenging to skip the intimidation and press into the conversation. However, I found it so thought-provoking what the Cultural Research Center wrote within their report. They said, quote, parents to whom the Bible assigns the primary responsibility for shaping the worldview of their children are called to equip youngsters to grow up in relationship with and service to God. That requires the intentional and consistent development of a biblical worldview in the minds and hearts of children, since every person's worldview begins developing before their second birthday. Yet, parents are not devoted to the biblical worldview development in their children, partly because they do not possess a biblical worldview to pass on to their progeny. The Christian Research Center research shows that a paltry 2% of the parents of preteens, children in that worldview development window, has a biblical worldview, end quote. You can find the link to this aspect of the study in the show notes. A biblical worldview includes an understanding of and belief in the details of the gospel. So with that in mind, as we think about why is Easter so important, we lean into the details of the gospel, making every effort so that not only will we know those details, but our kids will be able to recall them and know them too. Paul wrote this in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 3 and 4, I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Church history tells us that these phrases were an early church creed where they simplified the story of the gospel to be able to remember it. As you and I think about this creed, and as we talk about it with those entrusted to us, I think it's super helpful to remember the three phrases highlighted by the word that. Number one, that Christ died for our sins. Number two, that he was buried. And number three, that he was raised on the third day. There is, by the way, a fourth that, a that which speaks to the witnesses of Christ's resurrection, and we'll talk about that in the next conversation. For now, let's focus on these three aspects of the gospel in verses 3 and 4, that Christ died, was buried, and raised on the third day. The thing about Easter is that on a yearly basis, we celebrate these details. We walk through Good Friday and think about how Jesus died for our sins. I didn't grow up in churches that had Good Friday services or traditions. However, at Vanguard Church, where I have the privilege of being the pastor's wife, we celebrate Good Friday with a somber, reflective, intimate service every year. 
we focus on different aspects of what Jesus went through for us. Then, as we hold up candles at the end of the service, we listen to the seven sayings of the Savior from the cross. When those final words are spoken, we blow out our candles, then leave the service very quietly and reflectively. This has become such a meaningful part of the details of Easter for me, because the darker Friday is, the brighter Easter Sunday becomes. And whether or not you have a church that celebrates, that pays attention to the details of Good Friday, I encourage you to think through and ponder and celebrate those details in your own life and family. Then on Holy Saturday, we begin that mental transition toward the resurrection as we ponder Christ's burial and body in the tomb because we know the details that he did not stay there. Easter Sunday, of course, brings the joy of remembering the resurrection. All this, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians, was done in accordance with the scriptures. In other words, Jesus did exactly what he and scripture said he would do, die, be buried, and rise again. These details are of, quote, first importance, Paul wrote, the things that he wanted to make sure those entrusted to him would remember. So whether you're listening to this podcast before Easter or after Easter or on Easter, if we're in the days surrounding Easter, I encourage you to lean into discussion with those entrusted to you about the gospel. That's what I'm doing in my home. These details matter that Christ actually died on the cross. Yes, he died, that his dead body was truly buried in a tomb, and yes, that he came back to life. If you want to dive into more details about this, you may want to check out Lee Strobel's book, A Case for Easter. I listened to this as an audiobook, and I found Mr. Strobel's reading of his book to be engaging, interesting, and super helpful. Sometimes we all need to be reminded of what Jesus said and did. Sometimes we need to be reminded of what's most important, and sometimes we need to be reminded of the truth and details of the gospel. Easter is so important because it reminds us to remember and to celebrate each detail. In our next conversation in this series, we're going to talk about the people who witnessed the details of the gospel unfold. I love this. So be sure to tune back into the next podcast so that it can springboard your thought processes for another devotion and discipleship discussion. Till then, wherever you are in the days surrounding this holiday, happy Easter, happy resurrection, happy celebration of all the details of the gospel that is of first importance. This Easter, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his countenance toward you and give you peace. God bless you, friend. Now, skip the intimidation and get straight to the conversation.